0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Lakers Silver Screen and Roll podcast. Alex, what is going on? Basketball season is finally, finally upon us.
1: Yeah, we're so close. Like after this we are summer, so it felt like so long. Like I don't, I don't remember last summer, like how long that felt. But this summer definitely feels way longer than any previous summers.
0: It started off with a bang. Anthony Davis early on in free in – free. well, I guess it really wasn't free agency, but early trade for Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard drama, and then just, like, nothing. Just – like, you know what I mean? Just totally nothing for, like, the last – I mean, yeah, the DeMarcus Cousins injury here and there, and then his off-the-court stuff, but it's been a long, long summer. But finally, LeBron James's minicamp is happening in Las Vegas. Uh, media day for the Lakers is on Friday first time we'll like officially see Anthony Davis in a Lakers Jersey uh, and a bunch of other guys, by the way. And then Saturday training camp begins for the LA Lakers. So we're almost there. Fall is officially here, which means basketball season is officially here. And uh, unfortunately for us Laker fans, maybe not us, but Laker fans is uh, the news of the day comes from Mark Stein of the New York Times, Alex, <laughs> not the greatest news to start uh, the off season with, but Kyle Kuzma, it looks like he will be according to Mark Stein of the New York Times he will miss the start of training camp as he continues to recover from a stress injury in his lower left leg the team will issue a formal update this week with Kuzma's rehab said to be progressing well Yeah. so obviously remember the story with the feeble World Cup, Kuzma suffered an injury, they sent him home about the the day before the final cut I believe, Mm -hmm. and that made kind of Greg Popovich's job a lot easier, so they sent him home, and he's still working on recovering.
1: Yeah, I, I, I remember when it happened. I remember when they sent him home, everybody thought it was just a more of a precautionary thing, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate that it sounds like it's going to kind of linger into training camp and holding him out and stuff like that, but uh, I didn't I didn't think it was that serious to begin with, and I hope it's not something that, like I said, kind of lingers on into the season. Like, we kind of saw this with Lonzo last year, where he kinda got missed that experience of working out with the guys and he kinda had a slow start to his season and I just hope that doesn't affect Kuzma because it sounds like from all the reports we've heard, Kuzma's, you know, in really good shape. He's working on his jumper. Like it sounds like he was ready to have a big impact early on, and I just hope this doesn't impact that in any way.
0: Yeah, well then it's kind of a game of what are you talking about, Kyle? Because Kyle three hours ago from this moment we're recording here on a Tuesday night. Um, like we normally do. Kyle Kuzma tweeted, internet know more about me than I do myself, apparently. (laughs) LOL. So I don't know if that's... He's not really contradicting the report. He didn't say the media. He didn't say anything. He said the internet. Because I'm sure the replies have been just, you know, probably a lot of replies have been coming his way. So Kyle Kuzma kind of weighed in. But is it really concerning for you for kyle kuzma to miss the start of training camp obviously we're all speculating there's no timetable like we said at this moment it might be different by the time you're listening to this podcast but here on a tuesday night there's no timetable yet uh for kuzma's return but is it that big of a deal for kyle kuzma to miss the start of training camp
1: well you know what it's actually a good point because maybe of all the players that are you know coming into training camp maybe kuzma since he's a guy who was on the team last year and now has like a, a season under his belt playing with LeBron, maybe he can not afford to miss time, but he at least kinda has already some of that built in chemistry with LeBron and maybe with you know, with Rondo and McGee. So he has some experience with those guys. But I, I I would say it's never a good thing to, you know, have an injury or kinda have a something that holds you out of out of practice or games. But thankfully it kinda happened early and it's not you know, hopefully doesn't carry over to the season or anything like that. So hopefully this you can kind of try to get this out of the way now and not let it impact them this year because the lakers you know the last few years it just feels like every season there's an injury or or a misdiagnosis where a guy's like oh he's it's just precautionary thing he'll be out a few days and then it lingers on for weeks and months and it just kind of balloons so i just hope this isn't one of those things where we we get an early indication that it's not serious and then we just find out it's something that lingers into the you know into the season or, or past that
0: yeah, I guess for me because I'm Alex. You've done a bunch of these episodes with me now, and people that listen to this podcast network, I'm pretty. I'm a pretty pessimistic pessimistic person. I think. Uh, I think it's doomsday every time I hear news like this. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm just like in my head. I'm like, okay, well, it obviously it all depends on how long he's out. You know, he could maybe he's not out. Maybe he's out for a week and it's no big deal and whatever. But if this does linger towards the season, I think this is a very, very, very big deal because of what i expect from kyle kuzma this season with boogie cousins out the where is that third score coming from now a lot of people have different opinions on it a lot of people think that it could be other people but to me i'm pointing directly at kyle kuzma whether he's coming off the bench whether he's starting i still expect him to get starter minutes and i still expect him to be the third top scorer on this team uh, maybe that's too high expectations for kyle personally I think that's very much where he needs to be he needs to be the third guy so if this does linger into the season that concerns me because it already concerns me of where the points are coming from anyways Uh you know we have LeBron and we have AD and you expect them to do what they have always done which is 25 plus points each and possibly 30 for 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 one um so to me it concerns me because a it's a new it's a brand new coaching staff b it's a brand new roster Mm -hmm. and c we need his scoring so there's so many things that could go wrong if this is a one of those nagging injuries that everyone says it's not that big a deal, but we see it all the time how they just kind of lingers. So I'm hoping that that's not the worst case. But I guess after all that rant right there is, um, do you expect Kuzma to be that third score early on in the season? Or are you kind of seeing it come from somewhere else?
1: I, I think maybe more than than just scoring. I think Kuzma is maybe the only other guy who can kind of create his own basket. And I think that's something that's kind of lacking outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis on this roster and was kind of something that they hope uh, Boogie can provide. And with him, you know, him out of the picture now, that, yeah, that that, that responsibility kind of fell on, on Kuzma's shoulders. But without him in that lineup, you know, presumably, we don't know how serious it is, or like you said, the timetable, but if he has to miss any action or, or anything like that, I'm not sure who then becomes like the pseudo third option in this, this lineup because every other guy is kind of dependent on other people creating looks for them. Like Danny Green could, you know, hit a three pointer, but he's not gonna take guys off the dribble and step into a three. He's gonna catch and shoot or he's gonna come off the screen. So if it's not Kuzma, I don't know who else on this roster is either capable or you really want doing that. Like I don't know if we want K C P coin in Kuzma's role or trying to take guys off the dribble into the rim like I don't think we those.
0: well KCP only (laughs) scores in February when their Lakers are out of it true
1: yeah I'm sure he'll be happy to have that role but I don't think uh fans will but uh yeah outside of that I I you bring up a good point like we don't know where those other points are going to come from consistently like even if Kuzma's not starting we still kind of expect him to get a lot of minutes and I think that uh they have you know Kuzma's gonna be a really important guy this season like he's definitely an X factor and definitely a guy who can kind of push this team over the top or kind of if we look back and say they disappointed for whatever reason we can maybe kind of point to Kuzma not taking that next step or not
0: yeah, it's really interesting. I, I just have a lot of questions that obviously only the season is going to answer, and I think that's kind of where we're at uh, part of the offseason is we're just speculating on a lot of things at the moment. But that's one of my biggest concerns is because that, that, that third score, mm-hmm. and you brought up such a good point that I that I been, haven't been able to vocalize and you just did it. It's Kuzma can create his own shots, and who else can do that on this roster right now? Are you really – Danny Green's not going to figure it out at 34, 33 years old. Uh, kcp nobody wants him to even play i'm sure so avery bradley i mean he's gonna have that big of a resurgence are we gonna count on tim howard to become a, a dominating big man again um i just don't see those things happening and you know injuries can happen to a laker season and a lot of things can happen but just right now uh yeah i see kuzma as being that guy um and and we'll get to it more here in a second but uh frank vogel did a q a with mike trudell for lakers.com and um he was so complimentary of the roster that palinka put together as far as shooting Mm -hmm. goes but that's one thing that no one else is talking about is that ability to create your own shot um anthony davis obviously can do it lebron can do it but there's not really a lot of guys on this roster that you're like yeah that guy can just make things happen on his own
1: yeah and i think that's they've kind of like gone so far in the other direction from last year where last year was all these guys who can kind of create their own basket, if it was Ingram, LeBron, Kuzma, even a guy like Lance or Beasley, like these guys could take a guy off the dribble. These guys can attack defenses and, you know, try to create something on their own. But at that same time, they didn't have any consistent shooters where this season it's almost completely the opposite, where everybody's kind of these supplementary guys who kind of fit perfectly next to LeBron, where their job is to catch and shoot. And But at the same, you know, at the same time, they don't have anyone else if an injury were to occur to LeBron or Kuzma to kind of take that responsibility outside of like Anthony Davis and I I mean I still think even a guy like Anthony Davis and shooters will work I just think in the playoffs I'm a little worried about what happens if whatever reason someone gets doubled or someone is asked to make a play they're not accustomed to doing if that will limit their their ceiling or not and I think that kind of is shown in their point guard situation also they don't really have a, a guy who can create not not just for others, but for himself. Like We have a guy like Rondo and even a guy like Caruso who can play make and stuff like that, but are not really threats to kind of put up 25. I mean, jokingly, we see Caruso can put up points, but I don't think defense is going to be too scared to let him pull up out of a pick-and-roll or something like that. And I think that's something the Lakers have to be a little concerned about, at least, and uh, I think you brought up a really good point about Kuzma being needing to be that third guy because he's the only other guy who can do that consistently, even if he's not super efficient or he you know he's kind of polarizing his uh amongst like uh, fans about his efficiency and the types of shots he takes but he can at least have he at least has the capability of doing it and i think that's something that frank vogel is gonna have to try to find somewhere on this roster
0: well maybe we're just thinking about it too much because mark stein also on tuesday night tweeted a really um you know scientific breakdown of the upcoming season he got together with NBA 2K, <laughs> and they simulated the upcoming season twice. Uh-huh. And guess what happens in those two simulations? I, the Lakers I, I, uh. win the NBA Finals. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so a simulated version of NBA 2K says that the LA Lakers are going to go 65-17 and 17 with LeBron James winning MVP.
1: I mean, I've, I actually played 2K earlier today. Like, <laughs> I, I, I am I, I'm a big 2K fan. Um, and I've played as the Lakers already. And yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis and LeBron are, are very strong, uh, players to use in that game. So I mean, I'm not shocked by those results. I, and I think, you know what, that kind of speaks to a bigger picture where again, in a seven game series, if you got, you have two guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis, like it's tough to pick against those guys.
0: I would be absolutely shocked if the Lakers win sixty five games the, this That's the that's the thing. It's a sixty five game set. It's just crazy. That would be incredibly impressive. And you know what also would be impressive if LeBron James stays healthy and the Lakers stay healthy enough to win a sixty five games. That would be if that happens, sixty five may not be totally out of the picture if the Lakers are just ridiculously lucky with health this year. Because I mean, we talk about it all the time. The West is a different conference, man. There's different things different teams different rosters you know the clippers we all assume are going to be great but you know P- paul george is is not going to play in the beginning of the year Kawhi's is coming off only a 60 game regular season how much is he going to play during the rig so there's a lot of re- a lot a lot a lot can happen and it's easy to to have fun with it here in september so thank you mark stein for giving us our two top stories today
1: yeah uh, yeah we're big fans of mark stein and also we're already talking about injuries like it's already happening like it's that's me man
0: <laughs> I mean that's just me like I I I don't know how but is did you see this story I saw um you know the podcast on today was about that Boogie Cousins is going to be part of this team somehow?
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, I saw that. I'm just not sure um
0: did I did they just like revolutionize the ACL <laughs> surgery already? I am guessing I mean, he's I just going to
1: be around. Like I don't think he's you know he's not participating. I think they're just going to try to keep him in in the loop and stuff like that which I mean I I know a lot of people are also upset about it cause they kind of, because of the off the court stuff and maybe the Lakers should probably distance themselves from that or or you know just having him in the roster to begin with they they might use that roster spot on someone else so yeah I'm not sure what the whole arrangement is or what the deal is with that.
0: It's very weird to me I, I just figured that we would never see Boogie wear a Laker jersey ever but I guess we won't but he'll be around I, It's a, it's a weird story I don't get it but I guess we'll see what happens there with Boogie. But uh, the, th- another thing that happened today was Frank Vogel, the new Lakers head coach, did a and a with Mike Dell, the Lakers' re- sideline reporter. Um, and he had some very interesting thoughts. And I know, Alex, that you wrote about this for SilverScreenRoll.com, right? Mm-hmm. About about LeBron, LeBron's analytics playing with Rajon Rondo versus his analytics with Alex Caruso. Why don't you go ahead and explain kind of what he was talking about there?
1: Yeah, so I think, you know, if you follow Lakers Twitter online, a lot of people like to point to LeBron's net rating with Rondo, which is basically how much a team scores over 100 possessions versus how much they give up. And with LeBron and Rondo on the floor at the same time together last year, the Lakers were a negative, I think around like a negative 54 uh whenever those two were on the floor so they were basically losing by almost 6 points whenever those two guys are on the floor together but with LeBron and Caruso they were a plus 9.5 so they were
0: which is a lot smaller sample size That's
1: very true and I, that is something that I think Vogel uh, kind of and he didn't mention that specifically but he did mention like contextual factors when it comes to looking at uh especially two man lineup net ratings like that and more importantly who else is on the on the floor at the same time like you could put LeBron and Rondo on the floor, but who are those other three guys? And I kind of just wrote about, I, I just mentioned who were those other three guys typically were, and if his argument was kind of valid, because he said those two didn't work because there wasn't enough shooting on the floor. And I kind of looked into the lineups and kind of pointed out, well, they had Reggie Bullock and Kuzma mostly in those lineups when LeBron and Rondo shared the floor. So the shooting was there, it's just they weren't efficient in their shots. and when you have a guy like Rondo and a guy like McGee on the floor also, that's already two non-shooters on the floor. And if the other two aren't making their shots, then I don't know where the shooting is supposed to come from. So I I just brought up a bigger point that I thought Vogel did a good good job, once again, kind of showing he's taking a good approach to how he's going to determine these lineups. And, you know, like, I think the quote was, analytics is a tool, it's not the toolbox. And I think that's just a really good... uh, mindset to have as a coach where you use the data but you also use contextual factors also and kind of get this bigger picture in, in determining who should play and why they shouldn't play instead of just relying on just one sole thing.
0: Yeah, and I kind of took that and try to like interpret what he was saying as far as like rotations go and like how he's, he's going to play them. Obviously, we know that LeBron likes to be the primary ball handler. He likes to have guys that can move without the ball so he can carry it. Um, But when I read that, that, that quote, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it kind of goes along with what I've been saying all off season is I do think that Frank Vogel will give Rajon Rondo every opportunity to show him that he can still be the primary point guard for the Lakers, whether that's, whether he's actually the primary point guard for Lakers, that's a whole different discussion, but I just see it as yes, the numbers say that they didn't play well together, but I'm also still going to like, look at them on the floor together and kind of go by a gut. So I still say that Rondo is going to get a lot of minutes early on, and if it doesn't work, then Caruso will come in, Cook will come in, or neither will come in, and LeBron does the ball handling. That's kind of what I took from it.
1: And you know, he, in other parts of that interview, he was kind of very uh, complimentary of Rondo, and saying that Rondo is shooting the ball very well during, you know, from what he's seen so far, and again that whole analytics thing, and how he was kind of defending him there. It sounds like, you know what, I know a lot of fans aren't would be, wouldn't would be happy to hear this, but it sounds like Vogel at least was going to be willing to try Rondo out. And like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a lot in the in the beginning of the season, especially if Kuzma's out and he needs someone else to have the ball in their hands at least a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked. Like Vogel, I'm not, I haven't studied him enough to know if he kind of relies on veterans more than young guys or how he kind of determines who plays or who doesn't. But I would expect Rondo to at least get some of the run, especially with Anthony Davis, since those two are close. So I don't think it's going to be as clear cut as we know Caruso is probably a better fit, and he's more popular, and he probably he you know I think he is a better player. But there's a lot of other factors in play, like who Anthony Davis wants to play with, who LeBron wants to play with, and I think that's something that holds weight as well. So I think that's something important to remember.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. That's something that we won't know until the season like till the season starts is who do they like to play with obviously Anthony Davis was a big you know he wanted to to get Rajon Rondo back here so um but Jardell did ask him a follow-up asked him about LeBron playing point guard asked him about like how much point guard is LeBron gonna play and um Vogel gave another great answer you know he's like dude I went back and I watched this tape of when we lost to Miami when he was the Pacers coach in the Eastern Conference Finals and he said LeBron brought up the court brought up the ball all the time mario chalmers was on the court norris cole was on the court lebron brought it up every series Mm -hmm. it's just the way he plays but if you're a lager fan that loves alex caruso he did have this to say about alex caruso and quinn cook saying i'll just read the quote he says they've shown me a lot i feel good about throwing those guys in at any point they could be competing for some big roles for our team
1: yeah i love to hear that that, yeah that's cool and it Again, like we almost forget about Quinn Cook. Like he, we rarely talk about Quinn Cook on on this podcast specifically. Like, uh, like I'm not sure where he's slotted in. Like, where where would you? How would you kind of arrange the point guard depth chart right now between those three guys? Like, who do you think gets yeah. the minutes? we did the
0: uh, we did the breakdown for for Caruso and Rondo, right? The That's right. We didn't or...
1: do the Cook one. That's why, yeah, we didn't
0: do the Cook one. And I still would rank them in that order that we did them. <laughs> I mean, it's still like. You know rondo's one caruso's two cook is three and and it's and maybe we're maybe me and you are guilty of buying into the caruso hype that we continue to read on lakers twitter and you know maybe quinn cook will be the two over over caruso i don't think there's a question that rondo is a number one point guard on this team at the moment um but maybe we're just you know reading too much into the caruso hype the the memes the fun that we have on twitter with him um you know quinn cook played for the golden state warriors he won some nba championships with the golden state warriors he played big minutes last year when with all their injuries quinn cook was on the court a lot against the raptors last year nba finals that kind of experience is very difficult to come by alex caruso has been a g-league guy and a guy playing on a team well below 500 in february and march so I love Alex Caruso. I think he has a ton of potential, more than Quinn Cook, more than Rondo can bring to the table, but maybe we're not giving Quinn Cook enough credit right now.
1: I mean, he's, I mean, if, like you mentioned, Vogel loves shooting out of this roster. I'm not sure if there's, like, a pure, better shooter on this roster besides Quinn Cook. Like, he's a guy who's been consistently of, like, near 40% or above three-point shooter since joining the Warriors, which is, like, a super valuable skill to have with the t- on the team that has lebron and anthony davis who are both expected to get double triple teamed like to have a guy like quinn cook out there for 10 15 minutes a night who you know if, he th- if you pass him an op- you know uh, you pass him in- him into an open shot he's gonna most likely make it and a guy like caruso who a season ago was around like a 30 32 percent guy and suddenly jumped up to a 40 percent guy i'm not sure how sustainable that is or if that continues where a guy like cook He's kind of done it his whole career so far. So, yeah, I mean, I there's definitely defensive worries when it comes to Cook. He's definitely small, and you know the data says he's not very good defensively. But at the same time, if you have a guy like the Braun Anthony Davis, if you can exploit that gravity they create with a knockdown shooter, he can earn minutes. Like I wouldn't be surprised if if Caruso kind of finds his way towards the end, or lower the end of the bench and a guy like Rondo and Cook who more experience kind of play over him. And then if that doesn't work out, you always have this kind of diamond in the rough and Crusoe you can throw out there. And you know who can kind of spark a comeback or spark something.
0: Yeah, that's what. What's one of the interesting things that we've also talked about previously is that the Lakers actually have some depth this year, whether you think it's actual depth or just names. The Lakers have that. In years past, they haven't. You know, their rotations have been eight guys and they, we really kind of knew the eight, nine guys that were there. And now, we you know, we're forgetting about guys that they signed like Troy Daniels. Mm-hmm. We never oh. talk about guys. We never talk about, you know, uh, Jared Dudley. We never talk about other shooters on this team that they brought in. Like, the late Frank Vogel is going to have to, you know, really evaluate his team this upcoming training camp and and figure out a rotation because, I mean, you don't see 12, 13, 14-man rotations very often in the NBA.
1: I, I keep forgetting Troy Daniels is on this team. Like right when he mentioned him right now, I, I chuckled because I, I honestly forget. Like and he was the first guy they signed over the summer. Which is crazy. Yeah. I keep And forgetting. he was
0: so, so complimentary of Troy Daniels in this Q and A that he called him one of the purest shooters he he's ever worked with. Like I think he called him the best shooter <laughs> they have on the team. I mean like I don't want to misquote him. I gotta find it so I don't misquote him again. Um but, yeah, he was very complimentary. Sure.
1: And if you look at his numbers, again, he's another guy who's like 38 to 42% from three every single year. So this is a guy who – this isn't a fluke thing. This guy can just shoot. And, again, like going back to earlier, uh, they've just gotten in the total opposite direction from last year, how they set this team up. And I think that's why a lot of, a lot of people are kind of into the Lakers this year in terms of being like a contender because that formula just works when you have a guy like LeBron – and these really good shooters, and like, uh, and then a guy like Anthony Davis, also, it just—that's a formula that's really easy to see working out. But again, injuries are just i am am just kind of like shell shocked from injuries, and I've—I've I've seen it so many times in the last few years that I'm just holding my breath. Anytime we ever get these kind of injury news, like with Boge or, or Mark Stein or something, that it's something that's going to linger or hurt this team.
0: You just brought up Woj for some reason in my head. I was like, "Man, Woj works so hard in like July, June, May, and then he just falls off the face of the planet in the off season. Like, he must have the like just as long vacation as Magic Johnson does."
1: It would be great if he does like a vacation Woj, like where we get these lists and these pictures of Woj on vacation and stuff like that. That'd be that'd be really cool. Like breaking news: I'm in Hawaii. Like stuff like like tweets like that would be great.
0: Well, now that you bring up Magic Johnson, and I brought up Magic Johnson too, we could play Fine or Fine again. Do we have? We has, play, he, has he tweeted
1: at all? Like, I haven't really seen him tweet.
0: He is back tweeting. Oh, God. Uh, I have two tweets, but I also want to bring up uh, something that he did on TV because <sighs> That's right. Magic Johnson was on first take. I believe it was on Friday. I could be wrong on my days, but it was last week. And Stephen A. Smith was <laughs> challenging him on the fact that Magic Johnson picked Lonzo Ball number two in the NBA draft. And Magic basically threatened to fight Stephen <laughs> A. Johnson on camera. Now, I, oh I don't God. know if that's a fine or fine tweet, but that is a fine. Like, honestly, if he was still the president of basketball operations, can he get fined for threatening a media member on television?
1: I mean, you would assume so. That would be like I know first, it wasn't right? a good right?
0: I know it was a playful manner because they're friends, but uh, Magic looked like he was a little bit irritated. With, I've never seen Magic <laughs> John, Johnson threaten someone, uh-huh. and he straight-up threatened Stephen A. Oh,
1: man, I, I can't believe I missed this. i got to go back and watch this now.
0: Yeah. I, oh, you, don't, you didn't see it? I didn't it?
1: see it. I heard he was on first take, and I think I've just become so numb or just kind of want to ignore when Magic goes on ESPN first because take. of his uh, – Southern stuff he says, but um if he's threatening Stephen A. Smith on on camera, I definitely gotta go check this out.
0: I think I tweeted something like this is exactly why Magic Johnson belongs on television and nowhere near for oh, an he's NBA great. Front office. Oh my He's so yeah. good on television. I and he's he should be on ESPN's NBA countdown like he used to be, or he should be picked up by whoever uh, NBA oh dude. You know what? No, I like the NBA TNT show too much to add him to that, but he would probably add some some something there
1: and it's funny something. because like with the tampering all these new tampering restrictions and rules that just came in like he left at the exact perfect time like oh my god imagine all the fines he'd be getting now if you were still in this yeah. that role oh my gosh
0: yeah so for those of you uh that we only have two two tweets so far uh for those of you that have never listened to uh, myself oh by the way I'm Alex Padilla and this is Alex Regla. <laughs> I didn't even give us an intro. Uh, you can catch Alex, that Alex, Alex Regla, at Alex M Regla on Twitter. You can also catch his work on SilverScreenAndRoll dot And anything else with Bleacher Report or just that one? Uh so I
1: think there's maybe something else in the works. I'm not not too sure. All right. Yeah. All right.
0: So that's where you can find Alex. You can find me at Alex Padilla eighty six. That uh, should have done that about thirty minutes ago. But there you go. Um. Fine or fine is a game that is basically a joke to Magic Johnson because he said he wanted to quit because he felt like he wanted to tweet more. That's basically what he said, right? I'm not really over exaggerating that. So now we want to determine if he, if the tweets he are he is sending would be okay if he was still the president of basketball operations. Like, did you really need to quit to tweet that? So we're gonna. This is a game that we like to play called fine, where the tweet is fine, or fine, where he would get a fine. So, fine or fine, here we go for this week. Magic Johnson, once basketball starts up, this game gets a lot more fun. But right now, I will tell you from September 14th, so about a week ago, Irvin Magic Johnson, back from his six-week vacation, tweeted, Cookie and I really enjoyed Jennifer Lopez' new Hustlers movie yesterday. Okay. Now, is that a fine or a fine? <laughs> okay, so who uh... – so his wife and his wife and him watched the Jennifer Phillips' new movie, uh-huh. Hustlers, yesterday. So he enjoyed it. He really uh-huh. enjoyed it. I wonder if this will enter his list of top sixty movies.
1: Oh, that's a better that's a better game. That's a, that's a game down the road we could do. That if he like, if it can, How about and, we
0: add it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: If this cracks Magic's top hundred movies list, oh, that definitely yeah, yeah, that, that probably slots in somewhere in the H's for sure for him. Um, i mean i
0: don't know i don't know about magic johnson's preferences but jennifer lopez looks amazing cardi b looks amazing (laughs) i haven't seen the movie but i was like i can imagine why magic johnson liked that movie
1: yeah i bet so yeah i this i mean there's i from what i know there's no athlete like nba players in that movie so i think he's fine like i think he he's probably got to watch it when it comes to his wife and these tweets like if she sees this tweet out there somewhere she might be a little upset with him but I mean, it doesn't sound like there's any tampering going on here, so I think he's okay. Yeah,
0: that sounded okay. That sounded okay. And then this one was yesterday, and I think this one's okay as well. But this is the only sports this is the only sports one that he's tweeted, I think. He says, uh, Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald are my two favorite defensive players to watch. Ooh.
1: So if this was the NBA, this that's a definite fine,
0: I think. 100% that if this was in the NBA, that is a fine. But there's no cross sport tampering rules that i'm aware of yet
1: not yet but they're you know they're adding more restrictions daily it seems like the bucks just got fined today for for their Giannis thing so again magic got out at the perfect time that guy's smart we can make fun about magic all we want but this guy he, he he's when he sees things over the horizon he gets that when he can so
0: what about what about um congratulating an agent like Ari Emanuel, yeah, that def- he, that has he, to be a fine. I, I, he's con- congratu- congratulations to my friend, Laker fan, CEO of Endeavor, Ari Emanuel, as he's poised for as Endeavor is poised for its IPO.
1: I uh, so is he an agent?
0: uh I don't know if Ari Emanuel is an agent in the NBA or if he's just an agent in like Hollywood. Oh, okay. But there might I'd I'd have to you know examine Ari Emanuel's. You know, resume, client list, like that, yeah. client list, and go from there. But that's that's. I think that would be looked at, sure, for sure. Yeah. So, anyways, that's a game of fine or fine. I'm going through his Twitter again. He's he, <laughs> there's just, not there's not much else. No. He talked a lot about WNBA. Okay. Yeah. He's like congratulating the Sparks, but that's okay. Sure. I, right.
1: I I got to watch more WNBA. I I I'm not sure if you saw that. I'm I'm sure you did that full that half court. Uh, did game that. winner. That was insane. Like I if that's the type of stuff that's going on on a nightly basis, I've been missing it. I definitely got to check out more WNBA.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's uh that 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 was an incredible highlight. So, well done WNBA. Alex, uh what do you got coming up? So for Silver Screen Roll, anything coming up um, is it I'll, just check out.
1: Yeah, just check it out. i I'll probably have at least one more thing out. Uh I'm not sure on what yet, but by the end of the week I'll have at least one more thing out and then something else. Something else maybe. Uh, potentially in the future but yeah you could just catch me over there at silver
0: screen roll silver screen at alex m regla on twitter i'm alex padilla at alex padilla 86 on twitter i don't write for SilverScreenRoll.com. i only talk for silver screen dot com. so thank you guys once again for listening subscribe on apple google play google play spotify stitcher player fm web fm literally everywhere we are there Silverscreenroll.com. Alex, we will talk to you next week once they actually start playing oh basketball. Oh, God.
1: Man. That's oh, crap. I'm, I'm so excited to actually talking about actual basketball with you. So excited actual,
0: for that. It's, this is the first time that me and you, as a podcast, will be able to talk about actual basketball about the Lakers. Finally. It's going to be great. Finally. It's going to be great. We're ready for it. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.